Hello everyone, thank you for tuning in to my second podcast with The Growth Project. Before we get into today's topic, I wanted to say two things. Firstly, I wanted to apologize for not releasing an episode last week. My plan is to release an episode every week, but last week I became ill, but my laptop also got water damaged, so things became quite difficult, but I'm back um, and I'll try my best to release two episodes this week to make up for it. Secondly, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who listened to the first episode and I wanted to give special thanks to those who went out of the way to sing their praises and promote the podcast but also those who actually gave me feedback. Um, It's all much appreciated. I'm particularly grateful not only because no one had to do that but also because I was quite nervous making my first podcast because it was motivational and well I thought it wasn't necessarily very interesting and I do have my personal reasons for making the first podcast about having the motivation and drive to achieve your goals. As is quite obvious at this point, this podcast is called The Growth Project, and that alludes to the reason why I created it in the first place, to help people grow by sharing the lessons that I've learned, giving my opinions on interesting topics, but also giving a platform to others to hopefully join me and have engaging discussions. But Before anyone can work on themselves and try to improve in whatever it is they seek to improve in, you need to be motivated. You need to have that drive and ambition to make the sacrifices needed in order to to succeed. And I I learned that myself the hard way because when I did gain that motivation to achieve some sort of higher purpose, that's when things clicked for me and I was like, okay, I have something to work towards and, and something to aspire to, I guess. Anyways... Let's get stuck into today's episode, which I hope will be the start of a more interesting series of discussions that I will have both by myself, but also with guests in the future. I'm trying to sort out um, funding for for some more microphones so that I can have more than one person on a podcast. But today we'll be discussing whether or not celebrities should be involved in politics. Um... This is an idea that was given to me by a very good friend of mine, they know who they are, and as soon as I heard it I was like, wow, I really want to do my research and think about it and see where I stand, but also where other people's opinions on this topic is. Uh, So we're in for an engaging discussion today, so I'd recommend that you stay to the end. Before we do proceed, I think it's it's, it's important to clarify that when I ask this question, I'm not approaching it from the angle that whether or not we should put in place rules that actually preclude celebrities from using their brands to convey political messages but rather I'm assessing the morality of them doing so. So the first thing I'd like to do or the first thing I like to do when I approach a question like this is to define the key terms because it it makes things much clearer and it makes it much easier for us to discuss. By a celebrity I mean quite simply a person who's famous, who's widely known particularly with regards to entertainment or sport. And I do think that last part is important because not everyone who is widely known is necessarily a celebrity. For example, we wouldn't regard Jeremy Corbyn as a celebrity. And when I say politics, that could, like to some extent, everything is political. And so it can, it can actually um, include a vast range of different topics and, 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 and things, but it doesn't necessarily have to be sort of like which party to vote for or who our prime minister should be but it could be anything it could be a celebrity's indiv- individual opinion on 
criminal justice or tax rates or the NHS or anything. And on the face of it, we wouldn't typically expect a celebrity to be very involved with politics. I mean, at the end of the day, we're talking about people who have become famous in a manner that's not regarded as particularly academic or intellectual, um, although that's not necessarily always the case. But it would, it would be odd to expect a footballer, for example, to have very strong publicly advocated feelings about how the government budget should be allocated. And there are many reasons for this. First of all, celebrities are often wealthy, and so I wouldn't regard them as falling underneath the category of people who are relying on politics for help, such as, for instance, a working class family who would directly benefit from having a Labour government through an improved social welfare system, for example. But another reason is because celebrities have large followings, which will often comprise of people from very different backgrounds whether that be because of their ethnicity, social class, or even geographical location. And so it would, be, it would be often unwise of such celebrities to publicly announce their political ideologies because this has the potential to marginalise certain segments of their fan groups. For example, if, um, if a singer, if a famous singer was to publicly support Boris Johnson and Britain leaving the European Union, many of their fans might disagree with this view and choose not to identify with that singer anymore. And that's something most celebrities are unwilling to risk, particularly because much of their income will come from having that attention, having that following. Um, and one final reason why celebrities are often uninvolved in politics is because they, they are usually quite young. Most athletes and entertainers would usually be between, be between the ages of, I guess, 18 to 30 years old, whereas demographics compiled from the most recent general election show that 50-year-olds were actually the most likely to vote. So it shows that sort of older people are more likely to be involved in the political process. And, and so these are just a few reasons why celebrities are generally unlikely to be uh, quite engaged in politics in a public manner, at least. However, that doesn't mean there aren't exceptions to this rule, and that's what we're discussing today. And one such exception comes from Kim Kardashian, who has recently very strongly advocated for criminal justice reform. We must first gain a background of what she's trying to support before we proceed. So, it's no secret that incarceration rates in the United States of America are amongst the highest in the world. To put this into perspective, 2.3 million people in America are currently in prison. And the population of London is 8.9 million. So that's, that's more than 1 in 4 people in London being in prison. So the numbers are crazy. And one particularly contentious issue within the American criminal justice system is the overcriminalization of nonviolent drug offences. By this, I mean people being imprisoned for offences that have no element of violent conduct and instead they are to do with, for example, the possession or distribution of narcotic substances. In fact, one in five of those 2.3 million people are in jail because of these nonviolent criminal offences. One in five, that's a very large number. And the problem, the problem with this is, 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 is a very big problem because once an individual is targeted by the police for, for such offence, this can have much larger consequences. For instance, an individual who's arrested for a drug offence will immediately have a criminal record, which makes their employment prospects much worse because nearly all jobs now conduct criminal background checks. But also, having a criminal record means that if you commit a further offence, 
you have a much higher chance of being given a longer sentence in the future. So Kim Kardashian's obviously identified this problem along with many others and has tried to use her platform to make a change. And this all started when she called upon President Trump to commute the prison sentence of a now 63-year-old woman called Alice Johnson, who had been in prison since 1996 for a non-violent drug offence. So when she, was in, when she was successful in doing so, she began to do more. And she's now releasing a documentary, which I believe will be available soon, regarding her ideas for criminal justice reform. And she's even studying law and uh, plans to be a lawyer. She'll even graduate at the same time, me, in um, 2022. So now that we have a bit of background, what do you think of this? Because the way I see it, there are two different perspectives that we might take, particularly with um, Kim Kardashian and her criminal justice advocacy, I guess. One perspective is that Kim Kardashian is trying to do good with the massive platform that she has and that this is a positive thing. So it doesn't matter whether she's a celebrity or not. The other side of the coin is that the way in which Kim Kardashian has gained her platform means that she shouldn't be using it for political purposes because it might take away from the seriousness of the topics that she's advocating for. You see, the question becomes what's more important, the way that the celebrity uses their platform or the way that they gained that platform in the first place. So let's apply this to the case study that we have. Kim Kardashian is a celebrity who has a massive social media following. She has 162 million followers on Instagram. That's more than double the population of the United Kingdom. So it suffices to say that her platform allows her to reach out to a very wide range of people. But more importantly, if she advocates something, then people who have the power to enact change are likely to, to see what she's advocating for in one way or another. This means that the fact that she's using her following to try and make a change, which many people have already acknowledged as a necessary change, is commendable. It's a positive thing, especially when she's actually successful in causing change, whether that be in spreading awareness or actually causing material transformations to occur. However, the extent to which people actually take Kim Kardashian seriously is also something that needs to be addressed. Unlike other celebrities, Kim Kardashian hasn't actually become famous because of a particular talent that she has. And that's meant that while she definitely does hold that celebrity status, whether people actually take her serious is another matter. The fact that public perception of her is largely dismissive means that people might see her campaign for criminal justice reform in the same way. They might not take it seriously and this is a big problem considering she's actually attempting to tackle a strong issue in the United States. It might be contended that the people who have suffered both directly and indirectly from the overcriminalization of nonviolent drug offences deserves to be represented by an individual who will be taken and heard genuinely by the public and not simply because of their fame. So we see two sides and this requires a balancing act or a cost benefit analysis between the benefit of Kim Kardashian spreading awareness about a pertinent problem and potentially bringing about some resolutions against the risk that people will not take her campaign seriously. And I personally believe that it would be better for Kim Kardashian to use her massive platform to advocate on behalf of these ostracized segments of people, even if there is a risk that some people will not look to such messages with the utmost sincerity, because there is still other people who will take in that message and, and seek to understand it. But 
what about other celebrities who might actually be taken seriously? Because celebrities being involved in politics gives rise to other problems also. So we'll look at, we'll look at another case study in Dave, a British rapper from Streatham um, in South London, who's won many, many awards and enjoyed much success in the music industry in recent years. And he's used his talents on some occasions to convey very strong political opinions. The most recent example of this comes through his performance at the Brit Awards, which um, you can find on my Instagram. Uh, you can find on my Instagram. And in this performance, he called Boris Johnson a racist. He addressed the London Bridge terror attack and commended the previous work of one particular victim, Jack Merritt. And even sort of... Sort of tackled the way in which the government dealt with victims of the Grenfell Tower fire. And I do I personally do see a problem with this. And that doesn't necess- that doesn't come from a place of me disagreeing with those views. In fact I, I would say I agree with some of his views because being a working class ethnic minority means that I, I would naturally do so. But the problem is that many people who will see that performance will be quite impressionable. That doesn't necessarily mean that they have to be kids or individuals who don't have minds of their own. But the reality is that many people idolise these celebrities, whether that be because of the way they look, the lifestyles they lead, or simply the success that they've achieved. This gives rise to a threat to sustaining a democratic society, because if these political messages are accepted blindly, then the parties that individuals may vote for, and therefore the changes that are made, may not necessarily be reflective of the majority's wishes but rather a, represent, a representation of their support to that particular celebrity, who as, we, who, as we have seen, can have a massive influence on what people actually think. And this actually leads me to a, a sort of another interesting discussion, I guess. I'd be really interested in seeing an individual who does not necessarily have public support, like Katie Hopkins, for example, try to push the same political agenda as a celebrity. I personally predict that it would not be supported, nor would it have a similar influence. And I think if that was the case, it would be evidence that many people support political messages advocated by celebrities, not because of what the political message actually is, sort of substantively, but simply because of who is conveying that message. That being said, does this mean that celebrities should not be involved in politics? Is the fact that individuals are impressionable a strong enough reason for us to believe that celebrities should not use their platforms to push political agendas? I don't think so, and there are many reasons for this. The first and most simple reason is that celebrities are ordinary citizens like everyone else in the country, and therefore inevitably have the right to express their views, and the fact that they have a large following or are expressing political views does not change this. Moreover, the fact that people are impressionable is not down to the fault of the relevant celebrity. No one should idolise a widely known individual to the extent that they blindly accept and take on their personal opinions. That doesn't mean that you can't look up to a celebrity for the positive habits that they have, for example, or seek to understand their messages and gather your own opinion about them. But it does mean that we should look to the media critically. So we shouldn't stop celebrities from publishing their opinions but rather educate people to be able to assess and evaluate those opinions. Another point that might not come to mind immediately is that 
If we were to conclude that celebrities should not publicly involve themselves in politics, how could this be enforced? Would we have rules that literally stop them from doing so? What would the sanctions be? And how would we even define these rules? Because when does someone become a celebrity? Do they have to have a certain number of followers or subscribers? And when does something constitute a political message? Because to some regard, everything is political. These are all unanswerable questions that make it impossible to actually stop celebrities from using their platform for political purposes. A last reason I'd say is, is that I've spent a lot of this podcast talking about potentially negative effects of, of, of celebrities being involved in politics in, a public, in the public sphere, but it's also impo- important to look at the positive things that a celebrity might be able to achieve when using their platform to spread messages. Because they are able to voice the opinions of marginalized groups. And this is something that's evidenced with both the examples of Kim Kardashian, who advocated on behalf of individuals who were imprisoned for what she thought was too long for a non-violent drug offenses, and Dave, who speaks for many working class ethnic minorities when he expresses this disillusionment with our current parliament, which has a, a very, very strong conservative majority, and the inadequate dealing with Brenfell Tower victims. So, if we leave involvement in politics strictly to politicians, then it's inevitable that many groups will be left unrepresented. Whereas celebrities come from all sorts of different backgrounds and therefore they are likely to represent the interests of a wide range of people when they do engage in political activity. So to bring this podcast to an end, I'd have to say that there, there is definitely much to be said regarding the involvement of celebrities in politics on a public scale that is both good and bad And I would very much encourage you to have a think for yourself. On the one hand, celebrities are just ordinary people and thus have the ability to engage in political discussions and they are ultimately able to do much good in doing so. However, there's a danger that comes with this and it is that people will blindly accept the opinions that celebrities express without using their own knowledge and experiences to form their own opinions. This poses a risk in a society that seeks to be as democratic as possible which requires large-scale change that occur only when people truly believe in such change. The broader message that we should take from this is that we should strongly evaluate and reflect on what we see in the media, because otherwise we become individuals who simply accept what we are told. In a world where many perspectives and experiences are marginalised, this becomes very dangerous. If we become less impressionable to the media, then celebrities being involved in politics would no longer serve as a threat to democracy. Thank you for listening.